And now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. A minute before 11 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee time as we welcome back to the show as we do uh, often. It's the second Friday of the month. After the IDF board meetings on the Thursday, second Thursday of the month, we welcome in Mike Tarantino. Mike, how are you? Good morning. Glad to be here. Happy to uh, have you with us uh, today. Thanks you know, for having I, me. Yeah, you know, I always think about IDF uh, right there in the middle of the, uh, maybe on the edge of the gumbo cook-off there. Uh, but uh, again, I, I think about how I, I see your building and I think about what uh, great economic development things like that are well we had a front we have a front row seat we're blessed to have a front row seat every year and you know it's just really a great function a great event it brings people together right at some of the most during some of the most beautiful weather we have around here and so uh just really happy that that everyone came out and enjoyed the world championship gumbo cook-off and congratulations to the winners uh i know a lot of work gets put into that and we had a great turnout, and congratulations to the Great Iberia Chamber of Commerce as well. Just a great event. No, no doubt did. I would imagine uh, you had a representative from the chamber yesterday at the meeting. Absolutely, and so, you know, good, good, um, you know, they haven't finished crunching the numbers yet, but uh, um, all reports are it was a great a great event. A lot of great, you know, there were a lot of volunteers out there, a lot of folks making great gumbos, and um, a lot of visitors, too. So a lot of folks from the community who got a chance to, uh, and look, the temperature was just about right. Yeah, ju- just about. Uh, it right. fell a little bit from Saturday to Sunday, and you, you wanted it a little cooler on uh, Sunday than you needed on Saturday, right. perhaps. Right. But, but either way, it, you know, I, I, I ate a lot of that gumbo uh, in air conditioning anyway. Hey, so, that's right. Yeah, either we, way, it's we, good. We picked up a tray and you know loaded it with cups and then took it to the house. Yeah, so congratulations to all on a, a wonderful, successful World Championship gumbo. No gumbo. doubt, no doubt. Remind us uh, what IDF's all about. Yeah, so the uh, thank you. The Iberian Industrial Development Foundation, otherwise known as IDF, is the uh, economic, the primary facilitator of economic and community development for Iberia Parish and all the municipalities. Uh, we're a member-driven organization, a real public-private partnership. Our economic development activities are guided by a 21-member board of directors. Uh, half of the board is made up from the um, public sector, the parish president, all the mayors, uh, members of the councils, uh, the port directors, the tourism directors, the superintendent of schools, all from the public side. And on the other side of the table are private business leaders, private business owners, concerned citizens, people who are passionate about economic development. They're all at one table uh, making gu- making and guiding the plans for uh, growth in our community. And so we're very blessed uh, to have them. Um, IDF is, of course, an investor and member-driven organization, and we're also very blessed uh, to have those businesses in our community that uh, continue to invest in our organization and uh, uh, you know, continuously active as members of our team. Very good, very good. So, um, so we meet on the second Thursday of each month, seven thirty in the morning. Uh, you know, to get the to get the day started, and we're really blessed with a great board, uh, led this year by Chad Coutois, Advantaged Assets. We've got a great executive committee, and um, very active, and you know, very passionate uh, about the program. And so, we um, we had an opportunity to meet yesterday. Had a great meeting. Uh, it was a little. It was shorter than normal, but uh, but we had a lot of great uh, discussion that went on. And so we always start our meeting, as I mentioned before. IDF is a member driven organization. We've got many members that contribute each year, and so we uh, focus on one. We bring one to the top, and um, you know celebrate and thank them for their membership and their investment in our program. This this month's uh, 
member investor of the month is Swallows Pharmacy. Uh, Andy and the good folks at Swallows have been have been providing great service pharm- pharmacy services to our area for many years. So uh, go check them out. They're on. They're located right there on Center Street here in New Iberia, and uh, uh, go and check them out. Wonderful folks, and uh, they'll treat you right. So thanks to Andy and his crew for their investment in IDF. We also have, uh, we also at the beginning of our meeting uh, talk about uh, the wonderful sites, the new sites that might be listed by realtors or by uh, business owners or developers. Uh, we talk about all the great sites across our parish, those that are available for, lo- to, for businesses to locate or to expand. So many. So we uh, also um, bring to the top a commercial property spotlight of the month, a site that we'd like to focus on and get folks to to take a, a really good look at as a great location to poten- potentially expand their business. This month's commercial commercial property spotlight is located at 4806 Old Spanish Trail um, here in New Iberia. It was the former Stokes Tropicals facility uh, right outside of town. It's about twelve to 15,000 square feet of warehouse space, office space. It's a great location right there on Highway 182 or Old Spanish Trail. It's being offered by uh, Carolyn Groner, and Carolyn can be uh, contacted at 337-578-4345. That's 337-578-4345 for more information about how to get into this wonderful site. Did they relocate? Uh, because I thought they were still uh, in business. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I just saw that listing this week, and it's you know some great warehouse space. Great, you know, There's a lot of great property there, and uh, so... I think it's a great great opportunity for um, you know any sort of business to to uh, to locate. So happy to uh, be able to spread that word. There you go. Um, so then we get into my report. Um, we usually start right at the right at the top. Uh, although this time, let me just say, uh, right before my report, we had a, a special presentation. Uh, Mayor Freddie Decourt, who's also on our board, uh, also asked us to uh, if he could have some time at the top of our meeting uh, to make a special presentation about. Um, the upcoming uh, an item on the upcoming ballot, which will uh, be happening on November 8th, uh, and ex- explain to us about how uh, this particular uh, tax renewal that they're looking for, which would not be a new tax, uh, would uh, dedicate funds to a new road program here in New Iberia and invest a, a considerable amount of dollars in re- rehabilitating, repaving, um, uh, overlaying, uh, city streets. Uh, it's a great project and something I hope folks uh, really consider. This is an opportunity to get uh, infrastructure improvements uh, in our in our city. And when it comes to economic development, infrastructure. I've been I've preached it for years. Uh, infrastructure improvements, uh, overlays uh, is very important to the economy and very important to uh, putting our best foot forward as a place for business to do business. So uh, please consider uh, consider that when you go to the polls on November 8th, and we, are, we really appreciate uh, Mayor DeCourt uh, for coming in and giving us a presentation on the kinds of things that that tax renewal would cover. And, again, it's not a new tax, and so we want to make sure people know that. Yeah, it's a sewer plant tax that I believe is expiring and he just liked to keep it going, but dedicated to roads. Absolutely, and so when you when you think about you know the wonderful overlays that have already that are already beginning to happen, and uh, the the additional gas that would be put in the tank for this particular program is just really a great opportunity to keep that to keep that good momentum going. We're already you know there's already a lot of positive word about the things that are happening in Iberia Parish and the things that are happening in New Iberia itself, and uh, this is just another way to keep that good positive momentum going. Very good. 
Um, we also also had an opportunity to thank the staff over at One Acadiana, which is the uh, the regional chamber of commerce located in Lafayette. Uh, for the first time in my memory, uh, they sent their entire staff over to Iberia Parish in New Iberia to learn about the community, uh, to take the time to look around our community and learn about all of its assets and uh, how they can help with the, you know the overall regional team can help us all to uh, market this area and celebrate this area. And so uh, they had an up the One Acadiana staff came down. We had an opportunity to show them around. I know they spent some time with Mayor DeCourt and with uh, uh, Main Street uh, Director Miss Jane Bro, and also with Parish President Larry Richard uh, and I had an opportunity to meet with them for a while and talk about the projects going on here in Iberia Parish right down the street at uh, Cane River Pecan's Pie Bar. Wow what a great place. I, I've not been inside, but I have seen some pictures. It looks beautiful. It is spectacular. Great, great food, great coffee, great pecans. Uh, I really wanted to take this opportunity to thank J.D. Regard and the Regard family for their investment, uh, not only in you know what they do on a regular basis with their pecan company, but also the huge investment they're making with their pie bar down here. Uh, had an opportunity to meet there, and uh, just it was just a really nice facility, and I encourage folks to go check it out. Just a really great place to be and a really great place to show off and talk about mm. the wonderful things in the community. And thanks to One Acadiana for, for taking that time out to learn a little bit about our community. I um, also had an opportunity to let the board know that um, uh, Parish President Resard and I uh, were uh, involved in a interview, a video interview that Fenstermaker uh, put together uh, to showcase the uh, ARA, the new ARA Access Road project. Uh, this is going to be a great opportunity, not just for Fenstermaker to celebrate, but for Iberia Parish to celebrate uh, the, you know, the addition of this great roadway and roundabout system, which will greatly improve access to the Acadiana Regional Airport. Uh, area um, and really help us to continue to uh, you know build that place as an ec- the economic development engine that it can be and so this will be a great opportunity for us to spread it on social media and in other ways to continue to celebrate infrastructure investments here in Iberia Parish and to continually thank um, our elected leaders uh, at the parish level at the city level at the airport authority level and also our state legislators for all the work they've done to help us bring those resources home so thanks to all. Um, had an opportunity to report back to the, uh, the to the board that I was in attendance for the annual uh, presentation by Dr. Lauren Scott. Uh, mm. uh, Dr. Dr. Scott is the uh, economist emeritus uh, at LSU, and he comes uh, to our region each year to give us an economic forecast for the upcoming year. Um, for the Lafayette MSA, which is you know which includes Iberia Parish. Uh, Dr. Scott, you know, had a mixed mixed report. He is expecting us to uh, to uh, have some effects um, statewide from a recession, from you know, recessionary effects next year, uh, potentially the first three quarters of next year. Uh, but there were a lot of um, positives in that mix. If 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 we can pull any out, mm-hmm. you know, he mentioned that despite um, despite those recessionary effects, which we'll definitely feel, he um, predicted that they'll be short and short, you know, short-lived, and that they are expecting employment to continue to be positive. So uh, kind of a mixed bag, right? We'll have those, those inflationary uh, mm-hmm. costs to have to deal with, but at the same time, he expects the employment um, to be strong over the next year, too, which is a little unique Seems, for Louisiana. Uh, yeah, a bit like a schism there. Congratulations, you'll have a job, you just won't be able to afford to buy anything with your money. Right, and so, you know, it's just the nature of Louisiana's economy. Um, There are a lot of reasons for that. Um, 
Um, and there's a lot of there's a larger discussion about you know that Dr. Scott brought to the table about how we need to do more in the Gulf of Mexico with you know oil and gas leases and things like that and that's a whole other discussion for another day uh, but if we could get all of those things together he thinks that Louisiana will fare uh, better than many uh, states across the nation through that recessionary period next year so uh, a mixed bag of news and so uh, but i think overall positive but we will have to deal with those those things that are happening uh, on a larger basis and i will talk a little bit on our economic indicators about how oil and gas price oil oil and gas prices are starting to rise again yeah. so we'll just have to deal with that but good news is sh- uh, it, it is expected to be short-lived and so we'll work through it Gotcha. I also mentioned that the Mic Drop, our podcast, and I encourage folks to go and check that out. It's uh, the Mic Drop with Mike Tarantino. It's on Spotify and Podbean currently. We're working to get it on Apple iTunes as well. Please go and check it out. It's about uh, the Iberia Parish, all of its unique uh, unique assets and the great positive things about our area. It may, t- it may uh, inform you about a few things that maybe even locals don't know. And uh, we try to make it fun. We try to keep it light. And there's a lot of great interviews on there. As a matter of fact, the last interview that's been posted just recently uh, was with uh, Wendell Verrett, the, par- mm. uh, the port director out at the Twin Parish Port, uh, the Port of Delcom recently. You know, Delcom directs seafood, all of, the, all of the good things happening there. We had a great time interviewing Wendell, and we really appreciate him coming on. We just recorded um, uh, our interview with Larry Miller. Uh, we've started a new uh, Lessons from the Corner Office series. Uh, that we're, so we're going to be we're going to be uh, interviewing various business leaders around town and Larry Miller, the CEO of uh, Mer- Miller Management, the owner of your Tesheri McDonald's. Uh, we had a great time. Pat Pat Bona and I had a great time interviewing Larry, talking about everything from you know the lessons he's learned and you know uh, their family business, all the way through to exactly what comes in an adult happy meal. Those are all <laughs> those are all uh, those are all topics that uh, that that we explore. And so I encourage folks to check that out. That that podcast should be posted within the next week or so. And then our next scheduled podcast would be with Mayor Freddie DeCourt. That'll be on the nineteenth. And then hopefully we're, we're working on the schedule right now, maybe to get Mr. Jeff Boggs on the on the podcast. I, I would look well. forward to it. We hope so. And so, uh, folks, please check it out. We have a great time doing it. If you've got a special guest, and it doesn't have to be just about economic development, it could be about all the things that make our community wonderful. Uh, please let us know. We'd be happy to to continue to do that. Please help us spread the word. Um, then we went around the uh, the horn. Uh, all of our board members get to make various uh, various reports. Um, I mentioned Mayor DeCourt and his. Uh, his information about the upcoming um, tax renewal and the dedication to uh, to roads. We also uh, superintendent, superintendent of schools uh, Heath Hulan is on our board as well. He mentioned that um, they're just you know October first is an important date uh, to the school admini- to the school's administration. That's when the official census comes in. Mm. Uh, on the number of students and you know he was happy to report that the trends are slowly reversing over the last couple of years i've reported that the uh, the number of students in the iberia parish school system had been dropping well it's stabilizing now and they expect it to grow over the, the next couple of years so the beginnings of positive news when it comes to uh, to school censuses it's important the school census is important because that's the number that the state uses for its mfp funding formulas uh that the school systems all across the state rely on so much did he mention if that improvement was uh, based on pre-COVID numbers, or did COVID play into that at all? We really didn't get into that particular part of it, but I would assume, and this is me saying this, certainly not him, I would assume that that certainly has something to do with it. Uh, I also know that there's been a big push for, you know, uh, for truancy and, you know, yeah, making sure yeah. that, that, that attendance 
guidance is 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 uh, being adhered to, and so I think all of those things. Plus, you know, I think people know just how important it is now for kids to be in school and you know to to have that interaction with their peers and with their teachers. Um, all of those are positive trends for the future, and so we look forward to seeing that positive trend continue. I think he's going to be with us Thursday morning. He usually joins us uh, at about six forty-five on Thursdays. Uh, following school board meetings, so basically every other. Yeah, we appreciate uh, Mr. Hulan and his service. He always, you know, we have a we have a lot of great. We get a lot of great information from the school system. In addition to uh, infrastructure improvements and making sure those investments are there, the second on my list, the second most important thing that we can be doing in our community is training our workforce for the future, and that inclu- includes a strong education system. Uh, we support our teachers. We we uh, we are blessed with the teachers and the, and the, uh, the administrators we have in our school system uh, locally here within our community college or at the college level because those are really the folks that are training our future workforce, and so we continue to uh, appreciate uh, his partnership and, and service on our board. He also mentioned that uh, they recently the school system also recently um, participated in a program that the Louisiana Department of Health is putting on uh, as it pertains to the fentanyl crisis that is being dealt with across the state and all of the things that go into drug use and, and, and fentanyl abuse and, and, you know, just really a dangerous topic. And so I'm really happy to hear that the you know school system, the people that are uh, watching over our children and, and supervising our children um, are up to date on the latest when it comes to the fentanyl crisis across our state. No, no doubt. Uh, also, he reported that uh, the September uh, school board tax collections, uh, sales tax collections were up 5.8%. And of course, you know, that is a direct result. And we'll talk about that in a second in our economic indicators about the strength of our retail sales, people buying here, shopping locally. Uh, it has a tremendous positive effect, not only for our merchants and, you know, you can get great deals here locally, but it also trickles over to the sales tax collections, the things that keep our school system going, the, the things that keep our uh, parish government and city governments and all the public works and services that we're so accustomed to. So keep shopping locally, folks. Shop Iberia first, and these number, numbers will continue to improve. Uh, Mr. Mosanji, who is the director out of the Acadiana Regional Airport with the uh, Iberia Parish Airport Authority, uh, mentioned that right now the big focus has been on supporting AVEX and aviation exteriors and their expansion out there. Uh, they're going to be they're working with the legislative delegation on a, um, a possible new hangar expansion out at the airport, uh, which would accommodate 767s and those kind of things. That, you know, large major hangar project uh, as we get into the next legislative session and. Um, this is to um, enhance what what AVEX wants to do at the airport. Uh, you know, will result in new jobs and uh, new hangar space out at the airport, more airport development, more aviation development. So, uh, hopefully, you know, we can all get behind that project and help and support that as we go through. And again, once again, thanks to Aviation Exteriors and to um, the new investors out there for doubling and tripling down on their investment here in our area. The jobs that it'll create and the value that it'll create at our airport is immeasurable i will not forget uh, when i first got to town uh, following uh, the september 11 terrorist attacks and the issues that uh, they and the entire airline industry were facing but how the parish government worked with them to keep them here they could have uh, so easily uh, fled but parish government worked with them through those tough times and uh, 20 plus years later here yeah. we go yeah you know it's a team effort in many respects and so i appreciate everybody coming together in those in those times of need to uh to invest in each other and to work with each other because you know ultimately um 
economic development is about building great quality job opportunities for our citizens, keeping wealth here, keeping wealth growing for so that we can all benefit from it uh, and continue to create uh, opportunities as it pertains to Iberia Parish, also helping to continue to support the growth with AGMAC at the Port of Iberia, with projects like that uh, AVEX has going on at Acadiana Regional, with this biomedical project that we're working very diligently on with UL out at Progress Point, which will bring millions of dollars of worth of investment and some very high-quality jobs and help us diversify the economy. All of those things require team effort, so it's great to see people working together. In that Indeed. Also, then, then uh, before we get into the um, economic development, the economic indicators, those uh, discussions led to a big discussion within our board about housing. You know, these are great projects, and these are projects that we uh, are going to continue to, to push for in a big way, which will create great jobs. We also want to encourage, as those new jobs come into our parish, we want to encourage people to live here as well as work here as well. And so there's a big discussion about how we can all work together to encourage housing development, uh, subdivision development, uh, that kind of thing. There were, you know, there are a lot of governmental leaders in the in the room that were uh, that you know that's a big priority for everyone, and um, how we can all work together to make it easier, to make it attractive, so that more people uh, consider living here as well as working and visiting here as well. So I'm sure Larry mentioned it, and you may have been a part of meetings this week uh, where. You know, so much of that is bringing utilities to those areas, uh, developing those areas. Right. You know, when we talk about infrastructure development, uh, infrastructure investment, you know, people all the time, you know, think I, I just mean roads. Of course I mean roads, but I'm also talking about utility development, extending water lines, extending sewer lines, investing in electrical lines and investing in gas lines and uh, fiber optic connectivity. It's all important. Uh, people can live anywhere. We live in a commuting society, but we want to encourage as many people as possible to live here and, and invest here along with us. And so um, there's going to be a big, you know, continues to be a big push in that respect. As a matter of fact, during this meeting, and I neglected to mention it earlier, we had, we got a report from our Emerging Professionals Committee. Uh, Dustin Romero um, is the chairman of our Emerging Professionals Committee. He and Brett Bayard both uh, board members. He, uh, Brett is the chairman of our business advisory committee. We're talking quite a bit about, you know, the need for housing opportunities to encourage young families to stay here and invest here. And so, you know, as we're building these job opportunities and as these businesses are investing in in in, um, in enlarging themselves and, you know, growing their own businesses and creating these new jobs, it's very important that we do all we can to make the environment um, uh, attractive for housing developers to come and build new housing and new subdivisions here as well. We love this communi- community, and we want to see other people Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Well. So, uh, so good discussion there as well. Then we got into the uh, economic indicators discussion, so I'll just run f- th- through uh, a few of those with you. The uh, Iberia Parish monthly unemployment rate for uh, August of 2022, which is the last confirmed number. We don't um, usually talk about unconfirmed predictive numbers we want to wait until these numbers are confirmed and revised so that we can give the accurate the most accurate data we can the latest confirmed um, unemployment rate uh, comes from the bureau of labor statistics in august of 2022 that's 4.6 percent that's down from 5.5 percent in july and significantly down from seven percent unemployment this time last year. So 4.6% is really good. You know, many economists think of 5% as full employment. uh, And so anything below 5% is certainly moving in the right direction. I did mention to the board that as we go below 5%, though, we need to continue to encourage those people who may be sitting on the sidelines, who may not be active in looking for jobs or 
to actively, you know, encourage them to come back and, and get back into the employment uh, workforce and, and uh, you know, consider, uh, you know, being a part of that active workforce again. We want to do all we can to make sure that everybody has a quality job, and so that's all part of it. And so, But the good news is we continue to trend in the right direction, and 4.6% is certainly healthy when it comes to unemployment rates. Very good. The Louisiana monthly drilling permits uh, for July of 2022, this, this, these numbers come from the Louisiana Department of Natural Resources. Uh, in the month of July, uh, 72 drilling permits were active uh, in our state. That's down from 78 in, in, uh, in the month before, but significantly higher than 55 back in July. And I think that's a direct result of some of the um, increases in um, oil and gas prices that we'll be talking about here in a second. Of course, as the price per barrel for crude goes up and the price per natural gas per unit goes up, so does the interest in drilling permits and, and getting more product onto the market. So healthy, healthier when it comes to uh, Louisiana monthly drilling permits, of course, we'd always like to see that higher. But uh, 72 uh, over 55 is, a better, is, a, is certainly a good trend. Uh, over time. By the way, you can find all of these statistics on our website at www.iberiabiz.org. That's iberiabiz.org. Check it out under uh, economic indicators. In addition to the numbers I'm talking about now, we have these uh, great bar graphs that kind of give you the overall picture and trends as we go through. Back to the statistics. The Louisiana monthly rig count, as the permits improve, so does the Louisiana monthly rig count. Um, in July, the, there were 68. Uh, active rigs uh, on Louisiana lands and in Louisiana waters. That's up from uh, 67 in June, significantly up from 51 this time last year. Uh, and that is a direct result of higher oil and gas prices. And let's, so let's jump in there. Uh, West Texas Intermediate and Louisiana Sweet is, are the local the prices that uh, we uh, track for Louisiana monthly crude oil prices. Um, the the official number I have here from August is $94.17 a barrel. When I checked it yesterday, it was just the spot price was around $88 a barrel, if I'm not mistaken. I think it had gone down a little bit, and now it's working its way back up. Uh, so $88 a barrel is what I saw last. So we'll go with that $88 a barrel. That's, that's down, of course, from August, but I think it's starting to trend back up. Sign- yes, yeah, significantly higher than $68 a barrel this time last year. And so uh, if, you, if you look at the graph, it, you know, if you look at the graph that I'm looking at now, it's, it's, uh, it had gone down over the last couple of months, but it's starting to trend back up. And I predict that it's going to get pretty darn close to that higher 90s, maybe as much as $100 a barrel by the end of the year. I know that that's what worldwide economists are starting to talk about now. And so, of course... That means as those oil uh, price per barrels go up, then the price of gasoline and, and utilities and things typically follow. And, you know, again, I, I don't get it uh, when people complain about the price of gas, but then complain that oil isn't high enough. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, I tell you, the, these higher prices and, you know, it's, it's all about to me, it's all about long term trends, not just short term ups and downs. The long term trend is continuing to be strong for oil and gas. And that's why I can encourage our leaders to continue to find ways to increase the number of drilling permits, especially offshore, so that we can get more of our local companies, more of our local workers into the market uh, and to continue to provide good 
uh, quality job opportunities. Uh, this has been stable for some time, and, and so I encourage I encourage our governmental leaders and our business leaders to work together to find the best ways uh, to increase uh, drilling opportunities uh, in our area. Louisiana monthly natural gas prices, and I'm showing Jeff the, the, the graph right now, certainly a trend in an upward direction. Um, I did not look at the natural gas spot price yesterday, but in August, which is the latest confirmed number, it was $9 a unit. Uh, in August of last year, it was $3 a unit. So, you know, considerably higher. Natural gas prices are considerably higher. And I continue to, to think that as we start to get into the winter months, those prices will continue to rise. And so uh, great opportunities for natural gas and natural gas drilling and the jobs that it creates uh, in our area. And, of course, you know, the other side of that coin is that, uh, you know, natural gas prices and others have a direct reflect ultimately on our utility prices as well. Very good. Uh, back to good news. The uh, the Iberia Parish monthly retail sales uh, reports are out, and in the latest confirmed numbers from September uh, for that month, Iberia Parish retail sales were at uh, $118 million, uh, which is up from $113 million in August and considerably higher than this time last year. Just to give some perspective, the highest this year uh, collected this year was $136 million. Uh, the lowest was at about $111 million. So we're right somewhere right between that right now. The, the overall message on retail sales is it continues to be strong. People continue to shop locally. There continue to be more interest in more options and restaurants and, and uh, retail opportunities here in Iberia Parish. We are definitely... Uh, People are taking notice of the strong retail uh, uh, community here in Iberia Parish, and I think that's going to create more opportunities for us to continue to to uh, to grow in that in that sector. So good news there. Finally, uh, on our on our economic indicators, uh, we also uh, keep track of Acadiana Regional Airport monthly operations. Um, in September. Uh, the airport had 3,903 operations, which is down from this time last year uh, for a whole host of different reasons. Um, if you recall, September of last year, we started, we were in the, the midst of a hurricane, a very active hurricane season, and so there was some bit of traffic from that. But 3,903 operations, when you look at the entirety of the year, is very strong. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're hearing great reports about, you know, uh, in investments in the FBO out at the air at the airport with Freeman Air Serve, uh, Air Center and others. So I think that they'll uh, continue to be strong operations at our airport. And so uh, congrats to uh, everyone at the airport for all their hard work and for uh, those folks who utilize the airport. Keep it coming. There you go. And that was our economic indicators and our report for this month. Appreciate the opportunity to be here and share that with you. Anything you can uh, tease, any uh, news, uh, openings? Um. We've got, uh, so right now it's all about on the, um, the development front, it's all about uh, the UL Biomedical uh, Innovation Center, the upgrades that will be happening at the Research Center with the Biosafety Level 3 Lab. Just the announcement of those projects and the infrastructure improvements that will come to it. Three or four other major uh, healthcare and bio companies have reached out to me about, you know, what, what you know, possibilities out at Progress Point and other areas across Iberia Parish. And so 
Right now, it's all about biomedical. And I'm very excited about that because, you know, as the, as the great investment with AGMAC and oil and gas and the great investment with AVEX and our aviation sector, all of the other projects that are going on across Siberia Parish, now you bring in biomedical and you fold that in. It just really does a lot to diversify our economy and helps us to weather the storms. You know, uh, nothing wrong with uh, having a great blue-collar economy, which um, is in large part what we're talking about, either ag or oil. But, uh, yeah, diversifying, as you say, um, that uh, can attract some serious people. Absolutely. And you mentioned ag, and let me throw that in there as well. While we're just finishing celebrating our World Championship Gumbo Cook-Off, I also want to thank the community uh, for stepping up and doing such a great job at the Louisiana Sugarcane Festival, uh, celebrating our, our sugarcane industry. Uh, we had a lot of great visitors uh, come, come through our community, uh, a lot of great events, and I know how much work goes into the Sugarcane Festival each year, and I really appreciate uh, everybody checking it out out while we're on that subject i know there are a lot of people this time of year who visit in our community and while i certainly uh, like to talk about idf's website iberiabiz.org i'd also encourage people who might be interested in visiting our area to check out iberiatravel.com iberiatravel.com is the website for the iberia parish convention and visitors bureau we've got a great team over there who are working very hard on getting the word out about the great places to visit here in our community and so i encourage folks to check that out as well very good Speaking of uh, sugar, today is National Real Sugar Appreciation Day. Well, what a great day that is. I'm telling yeah. you, real sugar is where it's at. And I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little extra sugar to my coffee this afternoon just in, in honor of that. So, folks, again, thanks, uh, you know, for, for uh, you know, helping us to celebrate such a wonderful agricultural community in our area, whether it's sugar cane or soybeans. Uh, every time you put that scoop of sugar in your coffee, think about those hardworking Iberia Parish farmers that are making it happen. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, everything in moderation, you know? Absolutely. That's absolutely. That's absolutely. the key. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it.